I've been all over the world talking to audiences about the power of storytelling and how it follows a very similar format. Take an adventure story. It begins with the protagonist or the hero. You build empathy for them. Then something changes in their life, a knock at the door, and they have to go on a quest to pursue their dreams and overcome challenges and fight demons, even personal demons. Along the way, they're helped by enablers and mentors to ultimately get to where they need and deserve to go. Well, stories are so special, but when it's a personal story, it becomes even that much more incredible. Hi, it's Tony Chapman, host of the podcast, Chatter That Matters. And today, we're going to tell you one of those stories, starring Patrice Mousseau, founder of Sutya Organics. Patrice, welcome. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for having me here. Patrice, your business started when you were a single mom, eight-month-old daughter, and you describe feeling helpless as you watched her scratch her arms and legs until they were bloody. And then you took her to a doctor. And what did they say? My daughter developed eczema. The only real option out there was steroid creams, which I had known to, in fact, be not the first, should never be the first option, especially when you look at um, children. So what did you do? I did some research and uh, I created something in my crock pot in my kitchen that ended up uh, clearing her eczema up in two days. Maybe a better question. How did you do that? This research has been out there, traditional medicine, but also the academic research that these compounds that I'm using, these natural um, ingredients have been proven to work as antibacteri- uh, antibacterials, antivirals, but also, you know, these anti-inflammatories, which brings down the redness and the itching, all that kind of stuff. Did you realize after curing your daughter's eczema that you might be onto something? At that point, I didn't realize how widespread the problem, in fact, was. Um, 20% of the world's population under the age of eight actually suffers from eczema. So it's, it's a massive problem, and adults aren't that far behind. And that go-to solution is steroids. For the longest time, um, steroids have always been the first go-to that people have had available to them which isn't always the best. We'll get back to how you plan to change that. But first, tell me about yourself. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in a a very small town, uh, Sulacout, Ontario, uh, northwestern Ontario, and of about 3,000 people. But I am also part of uh, the Anishinaabe Nation. Um, My reserve is Fort William First Nation um, in Thunder Bay. So that has always been a very important part of my identity, I was reading an article about you and you talk about the importance of community. Can you explain that? I think we're all learning that as we move through COVID times, you know, this idea of the self-made man or, you know, this individual can move and move mountains by themselves to succeed and be happy and successful. Um, You know, we need that community around us. And you feel that sense of community is much of what First Nation peoples are all about. The idea is not so much how much wealth you can accrue, but whether uh, your, your wealth is how much you can give away. And it's definitely a different, it's a mind shift for sure. Successful entrepreneurs have what I call the sponge factor. As they go through life, as they walk down the street, they take in all that's around them to help them ideate, to validate. So Patrice, what was it like growing up in that small town? I loved living in a small town. Um, it was it was great. There was community. There was always nature around and adventures to be had. And, you know, I read a lot of books, so I don't think I ever felt like I was 
um, separated from the wider world, I always was a big dreamer. Another part of an entrepreneur's DNA, they never feel disadvantaged by circumstance. Now, Patrice, I want to get into a delicate subject, something you've talked about in previous interviews, but going out one day for a pint of beer and reading your book. But that day ended up like many others, and that one pint turned into many pints and many hours. And you woke up in a stranger's bed. It was truly a life-changing experience, wasn't it? I was very lucky, and that's the way I, I thought of it then, is because, it, you know, it could have gone a really a wrong way. I could have been raped. Or worse. Like, I was just completely beyond, you know, taking care of myself at that point. And that day afterwards, and I was just like, you know what? I am just so done. I'm just so tired of this. I'm done. Um, so I went to um, I went to an AA meeting. Another community. And basically met, like, <laughs> my people, people who, who kind of understood. And, uh, and AA didn't end up being you know, for me, but I did end up meeting uh, probably one of my best friends in the entire world, who's actually the, we call her the fairy godmother of, of my daughter now. And she helped me to, um, to manage that through just humor and, and compassion. And that was 12, 13 years ago now. And uh, yeah, I've been sober since that day. I've also had an incredible career in journalism, an anchor for CBC News and APTM. But journalism left you empty. Why? I always really looked up to the people that I saw on, in radio and television as, as, you know, being heroes. And I saw them as trying to fight for the little guy and bring truth out in the world. And, and when I actually found myself in those same types of positions. Journalism was no longer fighting that fight. I don't want to paint everybody with this, but, you know, it's just, it's become so sensational. They don't even have time to dig into the reality of situations. And it wasn't my way to change the world. Let's get back to Sodia Organics. I've got a full crock pot full of natural ingredients that heal your daughter. Word of mouth leads you to creating a few more crock pots. The single mother trying to help out her eight-month-old daughter is now becoming an entrepreneur. What happens next? I remember going to the farmer's market and I was so nervous and so excited and I was trying really hard to make my booth look nice. And, you know, I sold $110 and I will remember that day for the rest of my life because it was, you know, amazing. I couldn't believe someone was buying something that I made. It's a great feeling. I put myself through school selling radio advertising and I remember my first sale the same way. So what happened next? I'd submitted into Health Canada and gotten reviewed and approved to make those health claims and gotten certified organic. So you've got a product certified. How do you get your first retailer? I went to my local kid's store and I said, you know, would you carry my product? And she's like, no, um, we already have so many, so many skincare products. I'm just not interested. And I said, well, do you have any skin issues? And she's like, oh, I have this rash under my ring finger. Um, and I said, here, take my little travel size try this for a few days. I'll call you in three days and, and then we'll talk. And she called me the next morning and she said, it's gone and I'll carry your product. And that was my first store. And then we made it up to about uh, 70 stores in the lower mainland in Vancouver. And then Whole Foods got interested. I talked about earlier, 
meeting people on your journey to help you get to where you want to go, we met an entire organization, CEO, which is a radically designed ecosystem that supports finances and celebrates female innovators. Shio has been an incredible family for me. Um, I always know that I have their complete support and it's a huge resource. In what way? I have everything I need inside of the Shio community to make my business, to continue to make my business successful. So Patrice, today you're in 800 stores. You're building global relationships, including joint ventures with partners in Hong Kong. Yet when you describe your success, it's much more than growth or profit. What are you most proud of? Satya is is this idea of not just truth, but like a higher truth, like a real truth in in our reality and in our lives. And and that is is we don't have to take the status quo um, as well. Like when I was um, you know developing my samples for Satya, for example, um, you, you always see those little those little plastic packets that they give away in in grocery stores, and either you don't use them or they sit in their drawer, or they're just garbage or whatever. And I was, I didn't want to do that, so I actually ended up developing a sample system that's completely recyclable and compostable. So we get back to your journey that began with an eight month old daughter. How old is she today? She's eight. Does she get a sense of what you're doing and what you're accomplishing? Oh yeah, she's amazing. Like you, you, she can stand up on a chair and pitch people all about Satya and tell the story. And like she, I, I still remember she was about five and she's like, mommy, what's shipping rate? You know, if she, if she ends up taking over the company and that's, I'd be very proud, but she's just seeing that anything is really possible. So Patrice, I want to also help you on your journey. What kind of advice are you looking for? A lot of the growth for Satya has been, you know, all word of mouth. Um, we only recently started buying Facebook ads <laughs> last fall. So any insight that people have sort of about what we're putting out there into into the social universe would be great. I have just the person, Corby Fine. He joined us in season one. I also know that you have tons of things in your plate from new ideas to new businesses. So I'm going to ask Vicky Saunders, the founder of CEO, to offer her advice on realizing your potential and also by being operationally sound, building a business from the foundation up. And finally, Devinder Gill, who's the regional VP from RBC, on how a bank can help you on your journey. I'll be right back. Hi, it's Tony Chapman. I'm proud to host the podcast Chatter That Matters and equally proud that RBC is my presenting sponsor. RBC is launching Canada United. It's a national movement to promote the importance of driving Canada's economy forward by having us all shop local. RBC has brought together over 60 of Canada's leading brands and organizations, all adding up to a nationwide shopping event the weekend of August 28th. But it doesn't stop there. Pull out your mobile devices because every time you watch, read, and like the Canada United videos and posts or hashtag Canada United on Twitter, RBC will donate five cents up to $2 million to support small business the heart of our economy. Here's to RBC and to all of you, because small business matters. Patrice, if you're a fan of the Small Business Matters, you know that in the first episode, I reached out to Corby Fine. He's just got an extraordinary digital mind. He knows how to get content out there that people see and respond to. He's also got an incredible podcast called Fine Tune. And what I love about it is it just talks about how the world is transforming and the role digital is playing and making that happen. Corby, welcome back to the uh, podcast. Thanks, Tony. Glad to be back for, uh, for another episode. 
So Patrice wants to continue to grow her business online. What should she do? It's a great question. And, you know, having taken a look at at the website, look at the product, there's a few things that really stand out to me. Uh, The first one is, I'm not really sure what it is. And there's a bit of confusion. Is it a product or is this social cause element of, of the story potentially even more important? So I think clarity is really the first thing we should talk about. So when she focuses her message, what you're saying, then she's got to dial up a little bit more about why she matters. I think that the message has to be stronger on why the product matters, but I don't really get enough about why is the product actually the best product for me? Why is it that we often face this where someone's even nervous to put their best foot forward or they get lost in translation because they're trying to put too many things forward? What advice would you give a small business owner to really get that clarity? Small business owners need to dominate what they're supposed to dominate. And so when we spend too much time getting distracted by this notion of community building and becoming the the content hub for the thing that we're trying to sell and all of the ancillary information around it, sometimes we lose focus on the fact that we've got a really good product. And the product does some really good things for the end consumer and user. And it's really my job to get it in their hands, but then support them. Don't try and tell me everything about the why and the what if and the potential. I, I'm lost. And so help me get the product in my hand. It, it's sort of the old notion of try it, then buy it. Don't sell it and sell the story and tell me all the good things. Like it's, it's, it's a more um, uh, equal balance of all of those elements as opposed to this expectation that we need to spend all this time uh, convincing someone. You know, the product often should be good enough to convince themselves. And I guess one more question I have from Corby is, in your experience, would things like influencer marketing mm-hmm. help her amplify her message? Think about all the possibilities of not just an influencer, but an influencer or someone real, your neighbor or someone down the street who actually has the same issue that you're facing, the visual nature of what you can do with the storytelling and imagery of the before and after of the how it made my life better story is so potentially powerful. And that story carries beyond your own digital channel and into that social ecosystem of the Facebooks and of the Instagrams, because it's a very visual, visual problem that she's trying to solve. And I think that's a huge opportunity that needs to be capitalized on. Corby, fine digital empresario, podcast host of Fine Tune. As always, you never disappoint. You always impress. Thanks for joining uh, Chatter That Matters. Thanks. Look forward to seeing you soon. So what did you think? I thought it was really interesting because, I mean, for me, it's always been about being of service to customers. It's never been about selling to customers. And we have so much story in what we do and in, in, in so much thought into every aspect of it. I could see how you know, the, the selling of it could potentially get lost. So I think that's a really good, really good takeaway. And maybe, maybe there's some restructuring there that can happen on the website for sure. The next expert we want to talk to is from RBC, Devinder Gill. And she's such a fan of what you're doing. Let's hear what she has to say. So Devinder, my first question is, what do you think of Patrice Musso and her business? It was such a, a great opportunity. The Satya story is, is a narrative. It's a mother's desire to find a treatment for her child and others with eczema. And as a mom of two young girls myself, one who does have mild eczema, I, I can relate. Her story speaks to the passion of an entrepreneur who is thoughtful and wants to make a difference and help those in her, her business circle who help her make her business successful. She truly is 
in my mind, changing the business model in an impactful way. And I was truly humbled to learn her story. And it's been absolutely inspiring. And she's such an amazing role model for her daughter, Esme, young girls, women and entrepreneurs alike. You're so caught up in it. You relate to her as a mother. You relate to her in terms of the narrative. How does that translate when someone like Patrice is in front of a bank? Because passion is not something you can measure. It's something you can feel. It is. And, you know, I think uh, people often forget that at the heart of a business banker, like someone like myself, we're curious. We love to learn how business owners reimagine business ideas and concepts and create something new and inventive, such as Patrice has. And, you know, business bankers um, at RBC, we're more than bankers, we're advisors. And we really want to be able to learn about the client, their future goals. I heard from Patrice that she wants to expand and scale internationally. And, um, you know, I heard from her that she had already expanded into Hong Kong. And I'd love to learn more about how she went about this. And now she's looking at future growth in the U.S. So what would you think of uh, RBC? That was so lovely. I actually got quite emotional what she was saying at the beginning there because that that's the kind of stuff that um, probably don't tell yourself on a regular basis. So that was incredibly uh, lovely and and always good to hear that other people are excited about what you're doing and that there are other resources out there out there for sure. And so the final expert that I want to bring to you is Vicki Saunders, who's the founder of SheEO. Uh, it's certainly an organization you know well because you went through the gauntlet and became one of the winning case studies. First question I ask Vicki is, what is the true essence of SheEO? You know, I think the essence uh, is like a very simple thing, and people don't usually use this uh, in a business setting, but it is generosity and being radically generous. You picked entrepreneurs to carry this essence forward. Why? Uh, I love entrepreneurs. They are my people. I love anyone who steps into their dream and goes out to make it happen. I know it's not easy. There are lots of people. It's way easier to like go get a job and, you know, close yourself down. But when you have that dream inside that wants to come out, I just want to help those people no matter what. Vicki, you're not just a fan of entrepreneurs. You are one. I have been through the trenches too. Like I have been an entrepreneur forever, started tons of different businesses. I know how challenging it can be. I know some days you just needs a hug and I know how hard it is. And it's really just being there and being generous with each other. So CEO is an organization that leads with heart, but with that emotional quality beating through your brand, how do you ever choose what entrepreneurs get to become part of your platform? Our application process is really simple. It's only 10 questions. We have no pitch decks, no attachments, no jargon. Well, Patricia became one of those entrepreneurs. Give me an example of a few of the questions you would have asked her. So the question would be, Patrice, why are you the person to solve this problem? And now is, why is now the time? And you just like, let it all rip. Um, and, and explain to us why you're here, why you're here to create a better world. You have so many people applying. How do you pick someone like Patrice? We have hundreds of women with tons of different backgrounds voting. So we have 14 year olds voting and 95-year-olds voting, and the CFO of the biggest bank in Canada, and all kinds of business leaders, everybody mixed in together. And from what I understand, that works very well. I think there's something about this collective intelligence. There's a lot of data to show that collective intelligence is, is way more effective than experts. Patrice was one of the people your collective chose. Why her? I don't actually remember her, her, uh, her application, but I do remember the story of like, I started doing this in my kitchen in crock pots to solve a problem. And then 
I just, it just sort of grew from there organically. You know, that's a magic sauce. Like it's a beautiful founder story that it, you know, she's deeply passionate about it came from her daughter. And then she also really cares about the environment and about doing business differently. She readily admits she knows nothing about business. Watching her learn and grow and ask these like really classic questions. I remember she goes, why should somebody who has a lot of money be able to just get a huge chunk of my company when they didn't do anything except have money? (laughs) I love that question, right? Because like no one who's been trained in finance would ever ask that question. But that's a great question to ask for the future uh, around what, what should, what does it mean to find the kind of investors that fit with you? So. Henry Ford once said, if we asked the customer what they want, they would have said a faster horse. Entrepreneurs trust their instincts. Patrice now realizes she can't do it alone. She needs to surround herself with talent, but she's a little cautious as she's tripped on her own hiring before. What advice can you give her? A lot of people haven't done a deep exploration of what they're amazing at. What's your mastery? What are your thinking styles? What motivates you? And then, okay, now that you know that, what do you need to surround yourself with? The we part to help balance out her uh, ability to like, oh, I have another idea for another product and then another product. And you're like, okay, you have to get all your systems in place before you do those things. It's got to be tough for entrepreneurs that love to invent and find the next new thing to slow down and get that foundation in place so the roof and walls don't collapse. So your advice to entrepreneurs like Patrice? She can look at a bunch of different models of how people have scaled their businesses in order to see, does that fit for me? Is that something I'd like to follow? Is that a person I'd like to have as an advisor? Vicky, I know how valuable your time is as you bring radical generosity around the world. I have one more question. What is the one thing above all for Patrice? Well, because I've just spoken to her recently, I would just say, just breathe. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, I think we tend to get a little ahead of ourselves sometimes and worry about the 17 things that are coming. Uh, and part of the thing that I think we all have to focus on is just be in the moment. It'll be okay. Deal with the thing that's right in front of you and then on to the next. Um, so just breathe. You got this. Just breathe. You've got this. There's some very powerful statements from Vicki. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would say that Vicky probably knows me quite well. Um, I was a venture with CEO in their second year. So I've been a part of that family for, I guess, it would be about four years now. And uh, I think probably that's, that's really good advice for all of us is to just, just breathe. It'll be okay. I love doing this series because I get to meet wonderful people. And you're the wonder and wonderful. I, I, I love your background as a single mom looking at your daughters, scratching her arms and legs until they were bloody, refusing steroid cream because it just didn't make sense to you, finding something that worked to research and the magic of your crock pot, lending it out to some friends, having to do another crock pot, farmer's market. Next thing you know, you're in 800 stores and you're now talking to people in Hong Kong and United States. And boy, all of that's going to come with such incredible complexity. But as I've got to know you, you've never, ever lost sight of your North Star, that you're doing this for the right reason. You're doing it for the 20% of the world that suffer for it. You're doing it because you want to see healthy arms as opposed to bloody arms. You're doing it because you care about the planet and you care about what we do and how we treat each other. And for all of that reason, and so much more, I thank you for being part of uh, Chatter That Matters. Oh my God, thank you so much. That's 
Well, thank you. Thank you. Anything we can do for you, just anytime you need somebody or some marketing or branding advice or something, just just pick up the phone or reach out to me. I'll always be there for you. Wow. You're lovely. I'm so glad to have met you. <laughs> well, we will meet when this is all over. I'm hoping we have a big reunion with all the entrepreneurs and because uh, there's so many people that have uh, touched me. So thank you. To find details on how RBC supports its business clients, visit rbc.com business. You've been listening to Chatter That Matters with Tony Chapman. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with Tony on Twitter at Tony Chapman, through LinkedIn at Tony Chapman Reactions, or visit his website, TonyChapmanReactions.com. Chatter That Matters is produced by Tony Chapman Reactions and Eye Contact Productions.